In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Ascinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. You can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, this show doesn't only bring us thought leaders from all over the world, but we have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization and digital transition the connected world is having on our organizations and what the impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on Apple, Google, or Stitcher. Listen to us live. Uh, every Tuesday, 3 p.m. specific time. And we are on every single major podcast platform, so you can find us all over the net. I invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Let me know what you want to hear about on the show. I'd love to get a mail from you. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless of your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either yourself or your business. Now, let's go on to today's episode. You know, I'm located partly in the Czech Republic and where I'm located, they just this week abolished the mass mandate in shopping centers. So if you were to ask a Czech what they're most excited about, then they'd probably begin to say that they're, you know, the masks are gone, things are normalizing, they want to go on a trip, they want to have a family reunion, they want to go to a dance party or a favorite restaurant, you know, and and I think that's kind of going on all over the world as we start to, you know, deba- you know, get rid of some of the rules that we've lived with. Um, and, you know, we're on to our, on to our, fourth round of vaccinations and what's going to happen now that's the question we pose you know is the digital use that we were having and using over the last few 24 months is it going to decrease now i'm not sure about that um you know i think some of the habits that we picked up over the last 24 months are going to be with us forever. Now, clearly, there will be some segments that may go back to the old normal and others will create their own new normal. So as the world opens up, consumers will also have more choices. They will probably move to a hybrid model combining pre-pandemic preferences for physical channels with new digital channels. So what does this mean for businesses going forward? And what is going on with businesses and consumers today? Today, we're going to talk with a company that is in the forefront of digital change and a company based with their headquarters out of France. And France has always been in the forefront of digital change. And our guest today is Rahul Chochan, and he is the global channel and strategic business partner for part two an online reputation firm operating in five offices globally with customers in 100 countries. Rahul primarily comes from a digital tech background, and he previously worked with organizations like IBM, Ring Central to scale their businesses globally. He's passionate about the digital tech that impacts customers and consumers daily lives. His motto that he lives by is no point in building a stunning horse 
house when nobody can find it in the first place. So your customer's journey starts with your business's discoverability. Uh, Rahul has scaled Partu's integration and strategic reselling partnership business across verticals with partnerships on point of sale, food delivery, telecom, hospitality, and many other verticals that are working in the digital realm. So, Rahul, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, uh, Kimberly, for having me. Okay. So, first, can you tell us a little bit about your company, Partu? Absolutely. Well, uh, Pato is a Google My Business premium partner company based out of Paris, France, as you rightly said. We have customers in more than uh, 100 plus countries. Uh, We enable any location-based business to better manage, modify, update, and diffuse the critical information across the web and help them go up in the local SEO ranking. We do this via our suite of product, which are uh, online presence, review management, a review booster. And we recently also launched Google Messaging and soon we'll be adding more channels like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. Tons of partners across various verticals like online directories, food delivery services, hospitality, uh, movability, or widely and resell us to enhance their merchants' online visibility. Mm-hmm. So, so you've been you you work with a lot of different verticals and 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 a lot of different countries. So, let's just start by you know we're twenty four months into this pandemic, things are opening up. What did you see change um, from digital habits? You know, from as we started to go into the pandemic. Uh, well, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, for sure has sparked a global, uh, global spike in the growth of uh, online businesses worldwide. Lockdown forced uh, a lot of customers to turn back to internet and for the discoverability of product and services and also benchmarking their choices. So studies shown that most of the uh, mobile searches are, are have a local intent, So, which means that most of us are looking for product and services around us. So in the marketing term, this is also known known as uh, Naomi search pattern. So today, global brands are are in the local streets, and it's very critical for these small and medium businesses or any business to be also equipped with the technology that enables them to go ahead uh, with head-to-head with these big brands. Unlike old times where customer, uh, you know, were just looking for your product and services uh, on your physical point of sales, but today they are looking for your uh, product and services on social media, on maps and publishers like Google, Bing, Foursquare. So it's very critical for the uh, for the businesses to be to be to be get found where the customers are looking for them. Mm-hmm. And and this is critical probably because I mean this consumer behavior, this new digital behavior. Um, of course, you know we have digital natives, but mm-hmm. during the pandemic, it seems like the behavior was rather seamless across all generations. Did you see that? Oh, absolutely. I think um, uh, many of the trends are being the acceleration of the past behavior. So if we look at the recent study done by McKenzie a couple of uh, months ago, the insight made it very clear that uh, digital adoption has been pretty seamless across all generations. So if you look at the online directory space, uh, sorry, online delivery space, online delivery has been spiked uh, like 10 times in last eight weeks. If you look at the telemedicine, uh, that is 10 X's in 15 days. Uh, remote working uh, gone up by 20 X's uh, on the video conference uh, in, in less than three months. If you look at the online entertainment, uh, seven years in five months, uh, like Disney Plus achieved two months uh, of, 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 the, of the target, what uh, probably took seven years for Netflix. <laughs> yeah, so it really is across the generations. But, you know, as consumers change their behavior, what about the small businesses? Uh, how fast were they to grasp the new technology during this time? Uh, I feel realistically uh, uh, the adoption of the technology has been a bit different for, for each of these small businesses, depending on how customer-facing their operations were. Uh, some were able to adopt and move quickly like restoration space, for example, and some verticals struggled a bit. But one thing which is very evident now, I would say, is recovery will be digital. I feel the change uh, is very much visible today when we go and visit our local merchant, a restaurant or a coffee shop or a saloon. So we see that they are equipped with the tools that will help them, you know, cope up with this uh, this this phase today and probably come out, uh, you know, into a better digital era. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they and you know even though we have these tools, they also had to change their habits on on how they manage their customer relationships. What you know how how did they adapt to that? Uh, I feel uh, over the last few years, the understanding of uh, how small businesses need to change and adapt to customer relationship online has changed drastically. And because they are a bit more aware of of this, uh, you know, they are focusing on minimizing customer efforts and maximizing the experience online, offer different service options online, personalizing the the online visit, engaging on social media. Uh, developing some sort of digital loyalty program, uh, you know, learn more uh, from your customer via the engagement on uh, via reviews and via post on social media and establishing that trust. And, and I think all these points are basics of how a merchant could build its online customer relationship stronger. Mm-hmm. And do you think, do you think in the small business realm, do you think they, you know, this is quite a change. If if I think of really the brick and mortar shops, you know, that were really used to just having their customers come in, and now they have to handle them um, online and do customer service online. Um, what do you think their biggest challenge was, or it still is, maybe? Oh, I, 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 it's a very interesting question, and I think. Uh, <clears throat> A couple of uh, habits that uh, I, I feel small businesses especially were not quite uh, adapted to was, you know, uh, as you rightly said that, you know, uh, they were very much dependent on the fact that customer will come and visit them in their in their uh, storefront. And today they need to focus probably a bit more on creating a beautiful website or maybe your digital for, uh, storefront, working on your local organic uh, SEO ranking is also a huge, huge factor on why the uh, digital involvement for a few merchants uh, had been, uh, you know, not that great. Uh, creating interesting and relevant content and post on social media. It's also very critical to increase and, you know, uh, uh, improve your online visibility, adapting to new social media channels. So, for example, if we go back a couple of years ago, there were a few channels like Instagram and Twitter that were not that, you uh, uh, that barely existed. But today, I think they are just part of our, our life very much. So I think for small businesses, finding that pace where they can also uh, adopt a new social media channel is also very, very important. And of course, uh, list your uh, businesses at important publisher uh, like Google, Waze, Foursquare, Apple Maps. I think these are the important factors that could really help a business you know, adapt to these digital habits and get found online. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean that happened. That had to happen pretty quickly. Also, I would say, you know, um, you know, the poor small businesses were kind of just tossed into this. And do you, do you think this? You know, there's always good out of bad. And do you think that the this um, COVID nineteen pandemic really helped us accelerate forward and make things faster? Uh, as I, as I uh, previously just mentioned in a couple of examples where I talked about uh, it took uh, Disney two months to achieve uh, what Netflix achieved over the seven yeah. years. Again, I think it's a very interesting uh, piece where uh, we all uh, are quite a pretty much digital native. It's just that... Uh, the the, the, the the atmosphere and the surrounding uh, around us right now is, is really pushing us to go and take that leap on the digital transformation. And it's really interesting to see that all businesses and even the customers are, you know, happily opening up their arms on, and accepting it. Yeah, good. So um, we're going to take um, a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, some of the verticals and some of the segments, because it, it seems that, you know, some more faster than others in adapting and kind of explore maybe in a little more deeply into one or two verticals. So for our listeners, we are talking with Rahul Chohan, and he is the Global Channel and Strategic Business Partner for Part 2 a visibility and customer relations platform operating in five offices globally with customers in 100 plus companies. Rahul has a digital background and has previously worked for IBM and Ring Central to scale their businesses globally. And he's passionate about technology that impacts customers' daily lives. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the company, please go to www. Patu, and that's P-A-R-T-O-O uh, dot C-O. And they are also on 
LinkedIn under Partu, and you can find them on Facebook under Partu and on Twitter under at Partu underscore FR. I assume that's for France. And um, they also have some great YouTube videos on and some educational ones if you go to the YouTube channel and find Patu International. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. For more information on Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. And Cinda will also be holding a conference in Mallorca, Spain, May 16th to 18th. And you will also be able to meet Partu at that conference and hear them present some of their new products. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Not enough women are talking about how they feel about their money. Lisa Chastain is on a mission to change that. If you're feeling uncertain with your financial decisions, join us on Real Money, Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Voice America Business Channel, where you will learn how to become capable, savvy, and confident with your personal finances. Listen in and hear stories from other women about how they tackled their financial challenges. Not only will you learn from industry experts, you will hear from everyday women all of the tips, tricks, and advice you need to raise your financial IQ so that you can feel free from your daily stresses with money. Listen in Mondays on Real Money with Lisa Chastain. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about digital transitions and we're talking about, you know, um, what happened over the last 24 months and what's going to happen now as we kind of hopefully after the first fourth dose of vaccine, we get back to normal. Um, I said in the intro here in the Czech Republic, the mask mandate just got released this week. Um, People seem pretty happy. They're going shopping again. They're doing things. But the question is, are our digital habits going to change? And um, we're talking with a guest today who's an expert in digital. And his company is um, a very famous company for digital presence. And we're talking with Rahul Shohan, and he is the Global Channel Strategic Business um, Director for Partu, a visibility and customer relations platform operating in five offices globally with 100-plus countries. Now, Rahul has a digital background and has previously worked for IBM, Ring Central, and has scaled businesses globally. So, Rahul, we, we, talked, we talked a little bit about, you know, what happened over the 24 months, but 
you know, this didn't happen kind of across the board. There were some vertical segments that were quicker. Um, some went in different directions. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, I think uh, in my opinion, and I think we all can relate to it, I think the restoration space for sure uh, has been the winner uh, in this specific uh, battle, you know, who comes first on the on being the digital native. And unfortunately, they were the one that hit the hardest over the last two years. And the tough time pushes us and all of us and all the businesses to reinvent and find new ways to succeed. So uh, even though we have so many different uh, uh, businesses working verticals like uh, hospitality and even mobility, but I think restoration, we, we, we've been able to do a great job at, uh, you know, really equipping themselves with the new digital tools that could really help them, uh, you know, uh, overcome the challenges that we all faced in the last two years. Mm-hmm. So how, how did the, how did the restoration space, how did, how did they approach this change? Because to, to be honest with you, it's something I never really thought of because I wasn't doing any, you know what I mean? So, um, um, you know, what, what happened in that space and how did they become more digital? Absolutely. Well, I think uh, the COVID health crisis had a devastating effect on the restaurant industry. According to a recent survey done by National uh, National Restaurant Association in the, in the U.S., a hundred and thousands of restaurants have been closed over the last uh, two years and one in five will not reopen. So this is very sad uh, for all of us to know that, you know, this vertical uh, was the was the hardest to, to, you know, feel the effect. And for the remaining restaurant, delivery sales have increased from five to 10 percent. So this is the previous number, like on a normal day before the pandemic hit, it was five to 10 percent of the total order volume. And after pandemic, the order volume jumped to 70 to 80 percent of the total sales due to the in due, due to the prohibition that uh, you know people cannot dine in uh, inside the restaurant so because of the sudden dependency on the food delivery aggregator restaurants were pushed to invent and find more ways to sustain themselves mm-hmm. and so so you know they moved into the space I think probably for them it was a shock the restaurants and a shock in the beginning um, and you know some moved in quickly, but then became this this emergence of these food delivery aggregators, okay, um, which is basically a new market. Now, how did you know how did that emerge? Okay, was it the restaurants or was you know we always had a few of them out there, but now there's just tons of them. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think this is what we all can see in around the globe that. Uh, the online food delivery aggregator uh, almost two years ago were maybe uh, two or three uh, big ones like Uber Eats and uh, uh, DoorDash and maybe Just Eat here in the in the Europe. But over the last two years, I think many, many interesting startups and uh, food delivery aggregator came into the space because they saw uh, there's a real pain and there was a real opportunity for all these different vendors to come together and try to improve the condition of how the restaurants, uh, you know, were actually facing a difficult so, as I mentioned previously, uh, the 80% uh, of the growth of the food delivery aggregator result in uh, result in the prohibition that was done because of the pandemic. And in the sudden shift of orders have led to a very strategic, um, you know, merger between these two because they both were pretty much dependent on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and let's talk about the technology behind that a little bit. Um, so, you know, the, these restaurants had to partner with them and they became quite dependent on them. Um, mm-hmm. What were the technology changes you were seeing there? Uh, if you look at the figures, restaurant uh, previously were not that much dependent on food delivery aggregator, but because of the overnight, uh, overnight lockdown, the two parties didn't have any other way to interact with each other. So, for example, if restaurant uh, didn't have the customers and customer didn't have the channel uh, to order, and food delivery aggregator came in with a came in with a very exciting offering uh, where they were catering to both uh, both uh, both the parties at the same time. A uh, little that the restaurants and the customer knew uh, back then that this would directly impact their their pockets because of course uh, restaurants margin on the food side were already very little, and a higher commission fees from this food delivery aggregator were barely keeping keeping them afloat. And as a traditional restaurant, uh, were not equipped uh, or 
probably build for more in-dine experience and the cost cost of operation was very high. Uh, plus customer also had to pay for the delivery fee. So COVID has especially changed a lot of businesses and restaurant space for, uh, for, to be very precise uh, where the quick uh, adoption of the technology and very much uh, dependent on the food delivery aggregator space has, has resulted in a whole new vertical. So I'm, I'm not sure if uh, our listeners are uh, also aware of the fact a lot of dark kitchens and digital food food uh, brands have also popped up in the last uh, couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and by digital food brands, can you can you just clarify that? What do you mean by that? So we have a lot of uh, interesting digital food brands today. Uh, one that is very popular here in Europe is called Taster. So they have uh, four very interesting uh, food brands under them. And what they do is they work with uh, dark kitchens and they work with independent restaurants where they supply them with the with the menus, with the technology and with the marketing suites where they can purely focus on creating a uh, uh, creating a food and then using food delivery aggregators to actually deliver that food. So uh, it's, a, it's a very... Uh, a uh, new concept like old traditional brands like McDonald's, KFC, uh, and today we have more uh, digital food brands that are only and only looking to cater to the to the people who actually want to order food online. Mm-hmm. And and as we as we you know staying talking about this vertical because I think it very, it's very interesting because it really did change a lot. Um, as we start to get back to normal, I mean, you have you kind of have click and delivery with the food aggregators and you kind of click and pick up. Um, do you think, I mean, we've, we've, we consumers have gotten to the habit of eating at home. Okay. Um, we couldn't go out for a long time. You know, do you think, do you think this delivery is going to continue or do you think it's going to go more to, to click and pick up is, which is kind of something I do. Okay. Um, where do you think the trend's going to go to? Uh, I think a lot of new and exciting players in the space have emerged to help these restaurants achieve a very smooth operation and restaurants uh, have more options uh, than they ever had, you know, and I feel more businesses uh, factors they should consider before finding the best technology that really uh, fits their need is looking at the discoverability. So discoverability control and how they get found online because uh, uh, it's not there if it's not in their control like again you could have very amazing restaurant and a very beautiful menu but if uh, the specific food category or your restaurant is not uh, discoverable uh, you know it pretty much uh, takes you back to zero so discoverability control is a key factor and then I think engagement with the customers is to also help you retain old customers and also attract new ones because of uh, of course uh, Amazon has built this habit where uh, we all look at reviews and what other people think of a specific product you know before we want to make a purchase so uh, that's very important uh, maintaining that engagement with your customers and partner uh, that can diffuse your order and click rate uh, click uh, links across the channel where your customers are so as i previously mentioned your customers are on linkedin they are on map they're on social media they're also looking for you on google and if they cannot find uh, this click and collect and uh, and different menu options that you have uh, you know okay it will not be as fruitful as uh, as it should be for you so uh, mm-hmm. Focusing on the diffusion of your data across the web is is, is a very, very key factor as well. Yeah, and I, I'd like to talk to you about that a little bit after the break. Um, but just just staying in this vertical market, okay, we're talking about restaurants as, a, as the biggest change. Was there any other vertical market that you saw had an, an, a really impactful change during the pan- pandemic? Uh, I think uh, I have a few very interesting partners uh, working with us, uh, which is the hospitality space. So uh, uh, over the last two years, I think, you know, there's been a uh, there's been up and down on the number of cases and the markets were open, businesses were open and people were still, you know, pretty much open to go out and maybe take a small vacation or maybe just go and take a, a staycation, as we call it here in, in France, <laughs> where you just take a weekend in your own, own city. Uh, 
people wanted to look at the information online before they make their mind. They wanted to know if the specific Airbnb or this hotel uh, is, is maintaining the proper COVID uh, hygiene measures. They also wanted to know, you know, what other people have thought about it. So I think at that time where more and more people were moving away from the big hotel chain because of the, because of the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the fear they had in their mind. Uh, mm-hmm. This part has really helped a lot of uh, hospitality partners working us working with us where they were able to enhance and give more information to various customers and users looking for their service and give them a, a surety that yes uh, this specific date this specific time uh, these are the different um, uh, actions we are taking to you know uh, make sure your health uh, is in the safe hands yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, hospitality for sure. And just a quick question on, it's always curious, what what did you see in the area of like medical, okay, during the changes? I mean, um, online appointments or consultancies online. I mean, for me, if, was that a segment that changed pretty much during the pandemic? I think so very much because uh, if uh, you know people were were getting sick or they had few medical emergencies, a lot of um, uh, med- uh, medical aggregators they actually mm-hmm. came up with the online uh, consultancy where people went on Google and they went on uh, Google Maps, for instance, and looked for uh, services like Doctor Niami, and that's where. Uh, you know, if if they were not able to find the doctor or maybe a physician or maybe emergency doctor, uh, you know, uh, that's where I think we were able to bring more impact to the department like uh, like these because they had a huge uh, chunk of uh, various medical categories working with them. And because of what we do, we were able to enhance their online reputation and how they could uh, be actually found on Google search results. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, with with that, um, Rahul, I think we're going to take a break, and I and I want to talk about that because we've talked about these changes, and and you already said with the restaurants, it's so important to be found, and um, for the medical, and and when we get back from the break, I want to talk to you about how businesses can be found and what they can do to make sure that you know they are in the eyes of the consumer and they consumer are. Know, clicking on that website and following through, and there's not a big bounce rate. And we want to talk about that when we get back. So for our listeners, we're, we're talking about digital presence and, and how it is today and how it's changed over the last 24 months. And we are talking with Rahul Chohan, and he is the Global Channel and Strategic Business Partner for Partu, a visibility and con- customer relations platform operating in five offices globally with plus 100 con- in a, over 100 countries and he has a digital background and has previously worked with IBM and Ring Central to scale their businesses globally and if you'd like to learn about partu you can go to www.partu.co and on linkedin it is uh, Partu, and that's P-A-R-T-O-O, and on Facebook also Partu, and on Twitter it's Partu underscore F-R, uh, F-R probably for France, and on YouTube they have some very interesting um, um, kind of educational YouTube uh, videos, so check them on YouTube, and it's under Partu International. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, does market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. So if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org for more information. And Cinda also holds online learning series every Thursday at 1700 Central Europe time. And they're going to have their next live conference in Mallorca, Spain, May 16th to 18th. And Partu is going to be participating in that conference. So if you want to learn more about Partu, register for the conference in Mallorca under www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And catch our weekly replay on the Voice America Influencers Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Tune in for And Security for All, hosted by Kim Hakem. Each week, we look into a different aspect of cybersecurity, which is important to know for anyone who is involved with the Internet daily, which is probably all of us. We take the technical jargon and make it easier to understand while helping you to identify weaknesses and issues in your own cybersecurity and fix them now. And Security for All is broadcast live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is brought to you by Cinda, one of your uh, fastest growing digital marketing associations. And today, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about digital marketing. And we're talking about with um, Rahul Chohan, and he is the strategic partner for Partu, which is a visibility and customer relations platform operating in five offices globally with um, – customers in 100 plus countries. So they certainly do know a lot about digital marketing. So let's let's talk about Rahul the digital marketing, okay? Because when we're talking about the restaurants um and I asked you about, you know, what's going to happen is it going to be pickup, you know, or is it, you know, how is it going to change? You you said the the visibility is the most critical key. So um you know, how not just in restaurants, but in all small businesses. I mean, how important is consistent online presence? Well, uh, uh, looking at all different kind of businesses and even uh, focusing focusing on on restaurants, I think an active online presence is the one key piece of your marketing strategy. A significant part of your uh, of your business's online presence includes, uh, you know, activity managing its online reputation on the third party visibility sites like social media platforms. Also, uh, regardless of whether the reviews are positive, negative, or neutral. It allows your specific business the opportunity to connect with the potential and existing customers and improve their experiences. If you want to give uh, your uh, your business the best chance of being succeeding in this today's uh, digital uh, era, uh, you should invest and look at uh, you know building your strong online presence in the long run. So, so if I have a small business, okay, um, I mean, this is a kind of a lot to do, okay? You know, you're running your business and now you have to be every place. How, how important is it to be visible across, you know, all channels or, you know, are, are different channels better for different businesses or do I have to make sure that I'm in, you know, I have a website and then I have presence and then I'm in Facebook and I'm in Instagram, you know, how do you decide what to do or do you have to be across all channels? 
Well, uh, of course, I think the answer is very straightforward. Uh, we all need to maintain a harmonized uh, uh, business uh, across the web on all major uh, publishers. So, uh, for example, most of the uh, small businesses uh, or like if you talk example of uh, restaurant space, for, for instance, like they rely on delivery channels for one single thing alone, which is to get discoverability and get more orders. So if a restaurant can work on its online presence and enhance the local SEO ranking and get found online, they can for sure bypass the multiple delivery channels and drive this traffic organically to their own channel of order or their website or even uh, achieve some interesting CTAs like calls and direction requests. So uh, this could really help them on really cutting down that higher high commission uh, fees that they probably pay to the aggregator. So this applies in the food delivery space. This also applies in the hospitality space. So let's say if you're a air, uh, if you're a hotel or a, you're a BNB and you are relying on booking.com and Expedia, for example, for the discoverability, if you can also improve your engagement and your online presence across the web on different uh, channels and publisher, you can also attract some organic traffic. So this is where you can you can really start engaging and uh, you know not being reliant on third party aggregator that charge uh, these businesses a very very high higher commission fees. Mm. Yeah, I mean that that that's true because they do like uh, you know commission fees are quite high. Um, you talk about you talk about consistency, okay, and then you talk about NAP. So, what is NAP, and and what is NAP consistency? Sure. Well, uh, it's a very very important uh, question that I would love a lot of small businesses uh, to really understand, which is the NAP consistency refers to the accuracy of location-based data, such as your business name your address, your phone number across all business listing, online directories, social media profiles, and websites. So achieving an NAP consistency is the basics of how a business can boost its local organic uh, SEO ranking and get found online uh, uh, on the web. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that actually this hits at home because the other day I was trying to find a business and I, I was at one place on, on, on Google, it had one phone number, someplace else had a different phone number. So, I mean, but I mean, this is kind of a lot to keep track of. How, how does a business, you know, keep, make sure that they are there, they have NAP consistency? Uh, well, uh, to achieve NAP consistency, a business needs to manage and harmonize the same data points across different publishers. So uh, uh, a lot of interesting uh, players in the market, such as Pato, are already enabling small businesses and even big enterprises to uh, you know, uh, control this data at a scale because uh, there are uh, about 30 plus different important publisher where a customer may go and look for your business. So uh, a customer journey can start from Google, where we can cite, no, we can where we can just do a simple search where I could ask for best uh, Italian restaurant near me, and then I can jump to Google search, or maybe I can go on Apple Map, or maybe I can go on Bing, maybe I can go on TripAdvisor, and then I can go on Facebook to check the reviews. And if you if you see that I am jumping from one channel to another channel. And if in any of the channel, the consistency of data and the information is not accurate, uh, merchant will drop. So I think that's where the, you know, the, the relevancy of NAP consistency is very, very important. Uh, I also have a very great example of how NAP consistency is very similar to how we as human work. You know, so we would like to confirm the source of information from different ends. And that's exactly how uh, the uh, the Google NAP consistency also work. When Google sees that your information on your Google My Business profile is the same way uh, Google sees on other publishers like Apple, uh, Bing, Foursquare, Waze, TomTom, or even uh, other social media, it brings credibility to that information and to that business. And that's exactly what will empower uh, that business to go up in the local SEO ranking. Mm-hmm. And, and and so they get that consistent. It goes up in SEO. Um, what about SEO? Okay, um, how mm-hmm. how important is that? Well, SEO is a centerpiece of your business visibility online. Uh, it is an important way of uh, communicating with Google and other search engines to prove the relevance of your site 
for users and their search queries. So uh, SEO is a uh, is a critical piece because it's it's a very low cost. It delivers a great ROI. You can also uh, uh, you know uh, get a lot of actionable data, and it can also boost your credibility and attract more uh, users to your specific point of sales or your website. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that's directly just for our listeners who might not be aware. I mean that the the SEO is directly related to the content. Is that mm-hmm. is that true? And so, how do you, how do you get good content? I mean, do you you know can you you know how do you know that the content is good enough? Uh, well, uh, creating content is a is a is an ongoing mission and a work for a lot of uh, companies mm-hmm. as well as for for SMEs. And I think a great way is to use the tools that we have at our disposal today. So, for example, uh, I'm not sure how many people would be aware that there is a Google Post. You know, where uh, businesses, no matter if it's a small, medium, or big, they can create various kind of Google posts where, uh, uh, you know, these posts could be a great way to, for you or your business to engage with the users. Let's say if you are a Mexican restaurant and you have a Tacos Tuesday, you can just create a Google post and, uh, you know, tell all your uh, uh, visitors that every Tuesday we have a Tacos Tuesday, come get a 5% discount. So I think there are a lot of interesting ways where you can create content. You have to be a bit consistent on, on this, but uh, mm-hmm. this is a great ROI. So Google Post is a great example. Instagram Post is a great example. You also have Facebook Post, which is also a very, very important when you're building your content on social media today. So these these posts help my content and then help me help me in SEO. So um, you know how is that? This sounds like it's much more cost efficient than than Google Ads or Facebook Ads or anything like that. How does this compare and SEO compare to those um, online kind of services? Great question. So well, I think the SEO works to get your site higher in the organic ranking. So that uh, you rank for your customers' uh, queries applicable to your specific content. And ads allow you to target to a particular keyword phrases and then create an ad that promotes your site and content for those, uh, you know, using or looking for that keyword. So SEO is more effective for local searches and then grow your online presence for longer. So uh, PPC, for example, would be exactly what especially SMBs need to focus on. And uh, on the other hand, uh, ads are uh, more like acquisition strategy that requires you to spend uh, ad money to get your content in front of your audience and when the search for a specific uh, uh, keyword online. Mm-hmm. So, so this, I mean, this sounds complicated. Okay, so Rahul, so I mean, you're, you're, uh, for example, you said um, part two helps small businesses be consistent uh, across many channels, um, and I'm a business owner. So, you know, how do you suggest that I go forward with doing this? I mean, I have five employees. Um, you know, I might have a niece or a nephew who can help me with this. I mean. What, when you're talking to small business or, or, or partners, you know, how, how do you go forward to make sure businesses are aware of this? Well, uh, I think uh, every single business today uh, knows and understands the importance of going digital. So Google My Business is a very critical piece of your online reputation. And from there, Trying to build a equal uh, online presence across board on different publishers is something that we enable these uh, partners and these uh, SMB players working with us. So because the understanding skill and maybe the budget that a small, uh, a small and a medium business may not have at the same level an enterprise would have, I think Pato has done an incredible great job on creating a, uh, a, a platform which is very appealing to these small and medium businesses that is very simple to use and also brings impact in a very short time for, for them. So I think this is a great uh, uh, driving factor for, for them to you know uh, start working on their online presence. And then from there, uh, if your online presence is great, you can try and uh, you know build a bit more concrete marketing strategy on how you want to use your uh, your advertising dollar, for instance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, great, great advice. Um, and we're getting towards the end of our our, our show. And uh, just just a quick question, uh, Rahul. 
What, where, where do you think the next wave is going to be? Um, any predictions on what's going to happen next? Um, you know, we're in this big technology wave now. Um, you know, we've kind of gone high speed from before the pre-pandemic till now. Any predictions on what's going to happen next? Well, I think that's the beauty of, uh, of, of digital, that it's very unpredictable. And <laughs> <laughs> it with the with the need so i think with the, with my understanding i think the uh, the coming uh, couple of years are going to be very interesting for pretty much every single sector that uh, is already digital or will have not been digital today i think it's uh, it's, it's an open ended question and that i also cannot answer that uh, where the impact uh, i think the impact will be everywhere and as i previously said that the the, the the recovery will be digital, and I think that's the most important piece to to take out. Yeah, well, I mean that was kind of a loaded question, so I kind of put you on the spot there for a minute, okay? <laughs> because I think if I asked you that 24 months ago, we would have never said we'd be where we are today. So, um, you know, thank thank you very much. This has been really informative, and uh, for our listeners, we have been talking with Rahul. Chohan, and he is the strategic business uh, partner for Partu, and Partu is a visibility and uh, customer relations platform operating in five offices globally, and they have customers in 100-plus countries, and Rahul has a digital background, previously worked for IBM, Ring Central to scale their businesses globally. And as you could hear from today's discussion with him, he's passionate about technology that impacts customers' daily lives. And if you'd like to learn more about Partu, you can learn more about Partu under www.partu.co. And Partu is also on LinkedIn, so you can read a little bit about the company. Um, they are on fa- Facebook under Partu and on Twitter under Partu underscore FR for France. And go to their YouTube station, um, Partu International. Really, really interesting um, educational information on their YouTube station. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers. And Cinda also has every Thursday, and part two will be holding a webinar soon on the Cinda Thought Leadership Thursdays. It's every Thursday, 1700 Central European time. And also Cinda has live conferences, and their next live conference is going to be in Mallorca, May 16th to 18th, Mallorca, Spain, a lovely place. And part two is also going to be participating in that conference and doing some presentations. So please join Cinda in Mallorca. And for more information on that, go to www.cinda.com. Org. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And tune in to us. If you miss us, then don't worry. We're on every podcast platform. We're all across the net. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Ciao. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.